0: To another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Church Community Builder. Church Community Builder is a web-based church management software designed to support the vital work of church leaders. Learn more at churchcommunitybuilder dot com. That's churchcommunitybuilder dot com. Now, onto the show. I know it's been like a month now since WWDC, but um, is it just me or is Apple like dancing around? OS X or I'm sorry, OS 10 11 because it's like 10 point. Uh, it, 10 point 10. 10 point 10. To me, naturally, shouldn't it be shouldn't it be 11. Uh, it should think-
1: be no 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 because it's if it's 10 point 10, it's technically 10 point 1, and if it's 10 point 11, it's technically 10 point 1 point 1, which means that we're back at the beginning. It really should be 10 point <laughs> A. Which is the whole hexadecimal approach to being able to do edits at a smaller scale. Wow, you just out nerded all of us!
0: That's
2: Dude, that was well done <laughs> i think we
0: should i think we should end the podcast right now drop the mic jeremy <laughs>
2: we should Dude, never say know. drop the mic on a
1: church tech podcast all the church summon are like no don't, <laughs> drop don't drop the mic that'll ruin the mic really what i would like to ask is that apple just consult me i do have a marginal fee and i will be willing to help them with all their pr and programming habits is your marginal is your marginal fee getting the hug waz? No, it's like seventy five dollars. That's what I need.
3: Oh,
0: well, I was going to say like all the free devices you want, man.
1: Yeah, I'll take it.
0: Yeah, but it, it would cost far more for them to use the term level. Well, you know, yeah, you know, that's
1: that's just not even worth selling at this point. Le- level level vertically in an upward direction. <laughs> That's that's you can work around it, yes. That's not
0: what did, what did you guys think of WWDC? I mean, other than the fantastic viral videos that people put out making fun of Mac fanboys.
2: Well, I I read a great article on CNN about it where almost all of the I mean, half the things Apple added to OS ten and to iOS are things that Android's had for a long time. Um, and I, I get that criticism of Apple that they they are slow to add features, um, but I think it's kind of a, it's, from my my perspective it's a more of a quality thing. They add things that they think it will enhance the quality. They don't want to. Why have a thousand features that work okay when you can have five hundred features that work great?
0: Right. You might as well just have Android be the, your your beta testing platform. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let
3: them fail
2: first. Right. Yeah. At the same time, if Apple could fix the Reminders app in iOS to where my my reminders didn't get lost or edited um without my permission, I would really appreciate that. <laughs> you know, the default app for the for the phone was you know functioning. I would appreciate it, but you know it's a, it's a big request. So.
3: Well the problem is you're using reminders.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, here's the thing. I have things, I have a habit list, I have I have uh, uh, reminders, I have um what's the other one I have? Stupid productive I, I, and Asana. So it's, so
3: so it's have, kind of like it's kind of like your Android because you're so fragmented, and you're trying exactly. to use an Apple device.
0: I am trying. Well, here's the thing, Phil. With all those to-do lists, you should be getting a lot of stuff done. You
2: think yeah. that? I also, have a legal pad covered with things to do. I am. Here's the deal. I am trying to find. Uh, you ever watch A Beautiful Mind? Um, yes. Yeah, his his quest for the governing dynamics. I'm trying to find the governing dynamics of GTD in my life. <laughs> and and it's so like I tried productive and I really like it, but it does not do reminders very well for like like monthly things. It doesn't do I I kinda like it reminds me on a certain day of the month to do this, but I can't if I check off, like I, I, I had a, um, a bill task in Productive, and I had all the, all the
0: bills were listed in subtasks. This isn't going to end well. No, it, uh, well, <laughs> I,
2: just, I would check off the tasks, I paid certain bills, and then if I didn't, if one bill didn't come in soon enough, I had to wait, and so when I wanted to go pay it, Productive already refreshed that task for the next month. So I, I, I missed out on the joy of checking off a little box in the previous month's task, know the heck out of me. So this is some this is some next level you know o, o, uh, OCD stuff here. So anyway, yeah,
0: it's some definite first world problems there. The reason why they haven't fixed the reminders issues is because the person responsible of fixing the reminders problem uses reminders. Yeah,
2: he keeps forgetting his <laughs> reminder. Keep, keeps getting edited on him. That, that was all the all most our, meta joke I've heard today. All the reminders keep changing the text. You're welcome. My my big question with WD, with uh, with the conference. Um, was are we basically just moving to a world where they are going to have one operating system? Because I'm afraid that's what we're moving to. And I mean, that's what right. I know. they they've said, no, I know that. But they they said no before. We're not doing a tablet. We're not doing a bigger phone. They lie. <laughs> the first rule of Apple, Apple lies.
3: You know, And they lie awesomely. They they lie so that they can no, surprise no, 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 no. us. The first rule of Apple is Apple is awesome, and then it <laughs> lies. <laughs> But see, if you, if you subvert those two rules, okay, and
2: then it's like Apple is awesome, but Apple also lies. So it's like, right. why would be awesome?
0: It's no mistake that they use a bitten apple for their logo. I'm just saying. Yeah.
1: Well, and I will say, I will say also to kind of go with what you're saying: of it needs to be awesome and it needs to lie. Is that what's the purpose of this conference outside of developers getting a new programming language? If you look at the fact that they got that Swift programming language, it's going to increase. the Speed. It's going to improve the ability to write code. It's going to have new people writing something for Apple that people could not understand before with Objective C. And so we're hopefully going to get much broader uh, applications and smartwatch apps that we could monitor our health better. Who cares about that? But that for the developers in and of itself, that's great. But everything else is rubbish. Like, let's hold back on the fact that our our cloud feature is terrible until we release it to this public. No, you knew how to do this for the cloud feature and you waited. I want to use Dropbox even more now because you want to wait until you can say, we have this awesome thing and this awesome thing and this awesome thing. And just like the fact that your program absolutely is terrible and unusable until you can reveal it amongst a number of other very minor detail updates to say, look at us, we're so awesome. I hate that fact. So forget the argument of, is Apple stealing from Google or whatever. Let's look at the fact that we are trying to hold back innovation just so we can say something's a little bit cooler, and it's really not. And the fact of what WWDC should have been about is just that Swift program. Everything else should have been released far before this conference ever happened.
0: Well, WWDC has become... um a time of great expectancy and there's been a lot of pressure they've they've created a dynamic where they have to have a showstopper and an amazing thing every time and you can only sustain that so long until you begin to disappoint and um you know here we are so so
3: i agree jeremy i agree with you to a point but my my pushback to that is Uh, And I think to tie in what Eric is saying is that, isn't that the, isn't the consumer to blame for some of that? Because, you know, they, you know, they, they have to have the showstopper and they've got to put together this package. You know, there's, I think as consumers, we've become so entitled uh, and, you know, and our attention spans are so short, you know, as soon as we, as soon as the, as soon as the next shiny thing hits our inbox or our mailbox, you know, and we get our little grubby hands on it, we're already looking for the next thing. No, 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 I not- know, it's kind of like Louis C.K. He's like, hold on, hold on. Louis C., you know, Louis C.K., uh, uh, hilarious comedian, a bit vulgar, but he has a great bit on phones. He's like, your phone doesn't suck. Your life sucks around the phone. Like, if you look at the piece of technology that you're able to hold in your hands, whether it's Apple or Android or whatever, like, it's amazing. It's amazing, you know, and I think there's, there's the a, a bit of sense of marvel and wonder that we've lost uh, in uh, and sacrificed at the altar of consumerism
1: uh, you say that, but one of the biggest challenges for people to be able to do software is to overcome those boundaries to make something better for me as a as a certified programmer. Some of the stuff that they are asking to do is not that difficult. So something like SimCity, I know this has nothing to do with Apple, but SimCity had that big issue out there of having an offline mode. Somebody hacked the code and realized if you change offline mode from false to true, you could use SimCity in offline mode. A lot of what Apple is doing is we have something fixed But we don't want to innovate the product so that it actually works well until we wait until something else happens. And so we don't want to be able to have something working. And that in and of itself, as a Christian business manager, I've seen from my father what it means to truly run a business and to say we value the customer. Not that the customer in and of itself needs to drive the force, which I hear what you're saying in that. But my father would have this approach of, if I want to value the customer, I'm going to go above and beyond what is expected. I'm not going to make everything about me and say, look how beautiful we are, and then kind of give something that's marginal, which a lot of businesses do. Instead, he's going to say, oh, you wanted this thing. It's not going to be the best option for you. I'm going to make a little bit less than this approach, but here it is for you. And I get that they serve a different approach to business philosophy. But the reality is, they're willing to kill their products in the short term so that they can be seen a little bit better in six to eight months.
3: I did, I agree to, with you to a point, but I also disagree. You know, as a MBA and corporate employee for a global organization, mm-hmm. I understand the the challenges of scale and distribution and all of that stuff and Apple's genius is cannibalizing its own products and so to a point they're responsible for the consumer attitude that has now become a challenge for them like we expect something new every six to eight months or, or you know on a yearly cycle and so they have established that expectation and that's you know that's their problem you know to overcome I'm not a coder or a programmer you know but the you know, and I know that there are features that are available on Android that are not on you know, the Apple products. But Apple's mo is that the quality and consistency of of their products it just works. You know, versus the PC I work on every day. You, know, that you, you say that, for-
1: but it's not true. Apple Maps did not work. Ping does not work. Wait, the right, and they fired the guy. Wait, okay, wait, 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 wait! You can't bring up Apple
3: Ping. Maps all the time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that. iTunes <laughs> iTunes fundamentally does not work when you're trying to be able to get things onto your phone. Yeah. It works at the that's foundation level. What are you level. talking about? I use it all the time.
0: Phil's no, scrambling but, right now. He's like, okay. crap, when did they get rid of P? Okay.
1: You, know, you know what Apple does really <laughs> well as far as it just works? is All of their third-party software falls in line with what Apple does. That works totally well, but what Apple fundamentally has is an OS system. Does not work as well as what Microsoft has. If you take all the Dude, third-party applications just, that away, that's
3: categorically untrue.
1: How? Uh, if, you, if you look at if you look at the Surface, it is as good or better at syncing with the desktop application as an iPad is. It, it might be the fact that Apple is actually Dude, far behind Microsoft. In that.
3: I was at Microsoft, working there when the when the like the Surface Coffee Table first came out, mm-hmm, and then. Yeah. Apple came out with their iPads and they're like, "Hey, we took your table and we made it really flat." You know, I th- you can't argue with the numbers. Uh, okay. How much how, much, how many
1: <laughs> surface lost 900 million? million. Sure. And I think that Microsoft is terrible at their PR and branding that people are not doing a good job. But I would say that I would honestly say that not including the third-party apps that Microsoft has a better product than what Apple does, and <gasps> and not Google. I think Google is actually the worst of all the three of them. Ah, uh, dude. So hey, wait, 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 wait. Let's go anecdotal
2: here. Yeah. How many people let's in my church? It. Ask me to fix their computer a lot. How many yeah. of those computers are Macs? None. How many are PCs? All of them. Because there, there are a lot of Mac users at my church, but none of them ever have an issue that they can't either solve by a quick Google check. Like my mom called me last night at 9 o'clock. I got a virus again. It's doing all the stuff on my computer. This is like her fifth virus. Because sure. she, she, it's. And I'm not saying that Max can get viruses; they certainly can. But like, her PC is it's Windows 8, and it's so, it's so, it's so Buggy, ridiculously gapping. set up that no one can use it. Anymore. Now, I will say this about Windows: when, I, it was a video. I think Church may posted this a while back. A video of a guy who loaded every version of Windows successively onto a computer and the same files opened up. Granted, it was just like a TXT or a doc file. I think it was a doc file. But it, it worked from Windows, like from Windows 1 all, all the way. Actually, I think he created it in DOS or something stupid. I don't know. It was super old. He And, he, and it worked all the way up. Apple forces obsolescence I'm sitting here with my with my MacBook air which will get 10.9 loaded on the summer for my school and my my MacBook which is stuck at 10 point7 and they force obsolescence on you so I do that is, is frustrating
3: sure but right. I understand and their approaches Macbook approach. I'm using a MacBook that's five years five years of my MacBook's from 2009 it's five years old I'm still able to run Mavericks but my computer is five years old so like i want something new whether or not it's obsolete
1: right yeah but right you guys the the virus thing is void because look at the fact you couldn't just say that no listen to this which of the different operating systems especially for mobile devices in the past five years which platform has more hacks and more vulnerabilities in what they do if you look at the, if you look at the Well, Android is, I'm not talking about Android, I'm talking about Microsoft. Android's third on this whole list. They're below Apple. Apple actually has more vulnerabilities and hacks for their products, especially all their mobile devices than Microsoft has. Why is that? It's because more people are using Apple products than what they're using for Microsoft. The same thing with the desktop. Microsoft has more vulnerabilities because more people are using them. Also, more banks are using them, and so they can get more money from banks or Target or all these different corporations. So that's a complete fallacy to go with that No,
2: no, no. My point was not that Windows gets more viruses than Macs, because granted, Mac's not a target on that. My point was just that uh, Windows PCs are, because they're so fragmented, because, like, when I, my, my mother-in-law, I got the phone with my mom, and my mother-in-law was at my house, and she said, oh, what kind of computer should get? I'm like, I don't know. Some PC thingy, because there's a bajillion kinds of PCs, and they all have their own stupid third-party crap loaded on there that, so, like, my mom has no idea when a pop-up comes up if it's a virus or some sort of third-party crap that Dell or Samsung loaded on her laptop before it shipped to her. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, that kind of stuff is just annoying as heck to me. It's just third-party junk that they load on there. So, like, I I like how Apple has complete control of their product, complete control of their brand.
3: (laughs) It's beautiful.
1: I I mean, I'm not going to doubt you on this, but at the same time, sitting in a a corporate headquarters for a ton of people that use Mac, they've had as many or more viruses on their computers than any PC. Now, granted, the PCs can instantly get a virus because I sent a phishing to you, but that's because it's a philosophical difference of how they're doing OS and uh, permissions, and so it is a fundamental difference, but... Mac has as much or more vulnerabilities and use case situations in the general use as well as what Microsoft has so i I can't agree with what you guys are saying on this as as far as your issue about Apple holding back
2: um, yeah. on on good stuff okay i I understand that i i understand that a lot of times well like okay if you. I forget where I saw this. I was reading it briefly because I don't care that much. But if you if you get into you know iOS 8, it's got stuff for um, larger screen sizes, like mm-hmm. non iPhone, non iPad screen sizes. So I understand that Apple's got a lot of things
1: um, behind closed doors per se that they could be doing. It has um, it has capability for people that are deaf blind um, can't. Speak the fact that they could have better communication, they could pay for everything that they have. There was somebody that is um, trying to work with the dev kit, that they have cerebral palsy, and they are unable to bring out their wallet to pay. They can't do anything with their phone right now. There's something within iOS 8 that could easily allow for you to do all this stuff and bypass all these in in. Capacities that this person has, but they want to wait so that they can be able to distribute this so that they can look good all at one time. is because it it's, it's, it's
2: not ready for, for prime time, you know? I think Apple's kind of gun, gun, getting more and more gun-shy because they, uh, oh, you know, like, Apple Maps was not ready, you know? Total, total failure wasn't ready. Tons of stuff that they've released in the past, like, two or three years wasn't ready for prime time, and they got hit for it. So yeah. I can see that they may have solved the problem, quote unquote. But they may be Apple's slow, and intentionally so. So they they like to be. They work best when they work slowly to test in the wild. And why well, well, they kept losing iPhones back on iPhone four? The, their goal is to make sure it works in every scenario before they release it. And so
3: it, it could be and that's a smart corporate strategy. It totally is. That's,
2: I wish more yeah. churches were more slow with the, with their strategy on their sermon series and event ideas and programming.
0: But Well, they're usually they're usually slow on doing that kind of no. stuff, but it has nothing to do with being careful no. and doing no. it right. Well once you get a good idea
2: though, they're like, Oh, let's do this now. It's like, no, you should have waited six more months and thought. And yeah, thought through.
1: Well and, and I don't doubt and I don't disagree with what you guys are saying, but at the very heart of it, can we truly say that everything that Apple is holding back is because they wanna make Sure, everything is seamless or can we truly say that there is a possibility that they are holding back because they want to look good at the next conference? And this is not just an Apple thing. Google does it a little bit, Microsoft does it a lot, and this is not just me hating on Apple because I have a lot of Apple products. I like what they do. But all these corporations, Apple I perceive to be the worst of them all, hold back innovation so that they can say, look at us and and tout their trumpets. When they have stuff How, that's not working, uh, but, but see, Apple has because
3: they want to do it because they want to do it right. If it wasn't for the iPhone, we'd all still <laughs> be using Moto razors, and they would be like <laughs> titanium by now.
2: <laughs> okay, I think part of it, Jeremy. That, well, I think yeah. my problem with your with your premise here is that Apple's the worst. Is that Apple has two or three events a year where they release new stuff. Mm-hmm. And discuss new new innovations. Now they may I, I think they hold stuff back for reasons of scale for for design for design time for testing time, um, and you know what? If they release new stuff constantly, then they lose their competitive edge because they're constantly saying, "Hey Google, here's what we just did. Guess what we're doing next." And so there has to be y- your your point makes sense, and I would like for them once they fix a problem or create a better step or solution to yeah. release it. But in doing yeah. so, they basically. Saying, Saying, "Hey Google, here's our playbook. Go ahead and copy us completely. With what they've already done with Android, and uh, you know, outdo us. You know, I think Apple would be a lot more forthcoming with 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 tips and tricks and others and their fixes if uh, if Android hadn't been released off
1: underneath their noses, basically using their template. Well, if you actually, if you go back to the argument of who's stealing who, there's actually more of a case that Apple has been stealing from. Android with a lot of different things. Well, I mean so, now they are totally. But
2: it's 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 well, I like, think you know, Steve Jobs going on wanting to go thermonuclear. Because
3: well, Android I think we're, you know, a little free and loose with the word steel, there's you know, competitive like if you wanted to take that argument to its ultimate end, we would only have one brand of car. Yeah. Yep. Right, right. On one computer. And I forget, And
2: I, I'm, not, I'm not technical enough to know the the ins and outs of, of how it all played out, but I remember reading about how Jobs had brought in Google's guys and were showing them some stuff and showed them, you know, essentially proto-iOS. And then six months after the iPhone or however long it was, boom, Android's out. And a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, I guess the key features, but the underlying... Uh, philosophy of Android was iOS stuff. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I, as a programmer, as a Christian that values, uh, being honest and completely appropriate and authentic, as well as someone that values that my viewers and my readers and my customers, I just die a little inside whenever I see the way they do some of these presentations, it's their prerogative, it's their approach. And by all means, keep going at it. But I myself find quickly, I'm like, I don't want to sit in this kind of an environment. I don't, Apple has had its reign, but for me personally, it's like, I don't want to wait for the next iPhone to, Kind of release something that's maybe worth it, maybe not. All
0: right. Well, you know, this, this entire podcast has my head spitting. And my guess is, you know, I imagine that there's a bunch of open source and Ubuntu users going, hey, what about us? We want to end this on the conversation. Or Linux. <laughs> poor, poor Ubuntu.
2: I tried running that
1: on a PC last year and it blew up. <laughs> I have the funny joke of saying, in the argument of Google, Microsoft, or Apple, it's like, yes, Linux, we know you exist. Have fun, whatever. <laughs>
2: That poor Linux gets just in the corner, you know. They're just sitting in the corner yeah. all by themselves, like, no one wants to talk
1: to me. Emphasis on singular. Yeah. <laughs> I love,
2: love how CNN does any tech reporting, and uh, they talk about Apple and Microsoft and Google. Like, it's like every little reporter at CNN knows what it is. But every article about Linux has to introduce Linux. Like, Linux is an operating system, much like, much like Mac OS or Windows. <laughs> I love yeah, for the average reader has no
1: idea what linux is i love that we were like going at each other and now that we brought up linux it's like oh we can all live in harmony against us <laughs> you're terrible
0: yeah let's go let's go pick on the red-headed kid yeah that's real nice guys <laughs> mutual mutual
3: stupid, disdain stupid ginger os <laughs> <laughs> wow uh just to caveat this whole Podcast. I'm married to a redhead, and we all think they're awesome. So oh, no, we don't want to lose totally our cool. we don't want to lose our ginger contingent.
1: <laughs> I, I, ginger, <laughs> contingent. I'm ginger contingent. How could you, you insult one of our best readers, Karen Gillen? That was just completely inappropriate. Hey, no, 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 no. I'm making, I'm making fun of all Eric
2: called <laughs> them redheads. I just used <laughs> them, the, the moniker ginger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we wrap up another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Thanks guys. Wait, so is this a single episode? It is now.
2: Cut the WDC one. We're also arguing at each other, and you're like, and everyone hung up the podcast interview. You know? Yeah,
0: right. Just dial <laughs> t- 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 This is Eric Dye setting off on another Church Mag podcast. I'm so glad that that's over.
1: This is Jeremy. Send all your hate mail to Die Casting on Twitter. Thank you. Thank you for that.
3: <laughs> this is this is Casey Frochter. Please take a selfie with your Apple device and uh, tag Jeremy.
2: This is Jeremy. I hate cool things. <laughs> This is Phil, and I can't be trusted with a microphone. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com.